In the Sicha of Shmois Tavshinun Beis, there are many, many points to focus on. I will pick two, three main themes to elaborate upon a little bit. First of all, the role of a Nasi, of a leader, in connecting Godos and Geula. And secondly, the idea of Yirida Tzedek the fact that the Rebbe focuses on the fact that the Godos itself is part of the Gula. For that reason, when the Pasuk is describing the beginning of the Galos, the Medrash says that this Pasuk is speaking about Gulas Yisrael, the redemption of the Jewish people. And connected with that, we also have the idea of that we should always remember throughout our lives. As the Rebbe says, is a continuous thing which will be culminated when Mashiach will come. And even when Mashiach will come, we'll still mention Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim. So, one, to, to give a certain context here to some of the points of the Sikha, there's one very general, important theme of the Rebbe's teachings in general, particularly as it relates to the topic at hand, to the idea of Golos and Gula, is that the world is, a, is in a continuous state of Aliyah, of elevation. This is this this idea that Rebbe elaborated upon at the end of the shiva for his brother Rabbi Yisrael Ayelay printed at the back of Kodesiches Chelik Chav Zayin, and also was printed as a footnote in Kodesiches Chelik Gimel, and there the Rebbe points out that creation as a whole, one must say, has to be in a continuous state of Ali of going higher and higher. The fact it might seem to us that there is a certain setback, and many times things seem to have reverted back in a, you know, to in, in, in a negative way. Nevertheless, the Rebbe says, Bipnimius, in an inner, from an inner perspective, we must say that that too is part of the Ali, is part of the elevation. Why? And this is based on the concept of Yerida L'Tzerech Aliyah, that every descent is for the purpose of an ascent, and even when there is a Yerida, a Chitzenistik Yerida, a, a, a seemingly, it seems to us, as a descent, it's still for the purpose of an ascent. And the points that the Rebbe elaborated, that, I mean, the main focus that the Rebbe said is that Debeshir created the world for a plan. That plan which Debeshir created, obviously there's nothing that could stop that plan. That plan is that there should be an aliyah. So nothing, even though Debeshir gave us free choice, and human beings, so to say, are the free choice of a human being is integral to the plan, Nevertheless, a free choice of a human being cannot interfere with the overall um, purpose of the Ebesha. We, we We might be able to interfere in how fast things happen. If things happen quickly, we use our free choice to do only good things, and then the kavana, the intent, is fulfilled quickly. If not, it takes time. But the, the intention of the Ebesha obviously has to be fulfilled. The intention of the Ebesha is that the world should reach a certain state of perfection, and this is always, and every, not only in, 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 on, on, in the overall history of the world, the world will eventually reach that final line, that you know finish line. But every single second, the world is constantly getting closer to that, to that level, to that point. Um, the Rebbe says the point is that whenever there is a yedida, whenever there is a descent. So even though it appears as a descent, that descent is really for the purpose of an ascent. You have, for example, difference in a tzaddik and a baal tshuva. So a tzaddik does, reaches an ascent in one level, 
Balchuva reaches his ascent, the Tzadik reaches his ascent through the level of only focusing on good to begin with. He goes Mikhail al from level to level, think to Balchuva, on the other hand, how does he reach his ascent through? First there's a setback, first there's Yirida, but through that Yirida, through that descent, he reaches a higher level of the Tzadik Aliyah. This idea the Rebbe explains, and the Rebbe takes us a step further in a number of sikhas, for example, in the sikha of Lukute Sikhas Chelekei, Parshas Lech Lecha, the famous sikha. There's also in Lukute Sikhas Chelekites, Parshas Masi, the first sikha in Parshas Masi, and other sikhas, the Rebbe takes us a step further. The Rebbe said that even when a person does a sin, nevertheless, even though that sin obviously is, so to say, hepechadotim, it's against Abish's will, but the outcome of the sin, the fact that the person is now in a low spiritual state, that itself is really for the purpose of an aliyah, as for the purpose of an ascent, and therefore the Chiddush of the Rebbe is, the Rebbe takes this a very, brings this out in a very strong way, the Rebbe says, be pnimius, from the inner perspective, even though now he seems to be 10 steps, 100 steps lower than the way he was before, but be pnimius, from the inner perspective, he's really higher, because from the inner perspective, we see how things, where they are in the level of the potential, the eventual goal, and there this was, and from that perspective, this was all set up for the person to reach even higher. So the Rida itself, in other words, like this, the overall thing that the Rebbe says, that every Aliyah, every, the whole world is constantly going higher. Every Yerida is for the purpose of an Aliyah, even a Yerida, even a decent is brought about to a person's own free choice. And which seemingly is hepacharas, and seemingly the actual sin cannot be, you can't say that the actual sin is Abish's desire, Abish clearly doesn't want it. Nevertheless, that too is bipnimis from your perspective, dear for the aliyah, that it leads the personal to tshuva, and, and there he'll reach even a higher level than the way he was before. So bipnimis from inner perspective, the the, 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 the sin, it's the dirida, the, the, the descent through the sin, leads to the aliyah. The same idea is all true regarding Golos and Gula as well. Regarding Golos, Golos is a big irida, there's no question about it. And Golos seemingly was brought about through our own uh, choice. Because of our sins, we were exiled from our land. Nevertheless, we find that right at the time of Golos, you already had Gula. Where do we see that? We know the famous Medrash that uh, there, was an, there was a Jew that was playing with his axe and his axe made a sound. And there was an Arab walking by. He told him that the sound means that the Beis Hamidrash was just destroyed. And then the axe made another sound and he said the Mashiach was born. Which means that right after Golos, right away, Golos right away paved the way for the Gula, for Mashiach to be born. And uh, if the purpose of Golos is just to correct our sins, so eventually we'll be ready for the Gula. Why should Mashiach be born right after the Beis Hamidrash is destroyed? But because from inner perspective, when the Beis Hamidrash is destroyed, this actually already leads the way to the Gula. This is the, the within the from from the perspective above the way Debisha runs the world. It's clear how the Golos is just a means to get to the Gula. Now, obviously, this requires a lot of explanation. And in generally, there, the, in general, I would say there's a number of, 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 of perspectives, of layers, there's many levels in Torah, many understandings, one understanding deeper and uh, more abstract and more discussing things from a deeper, higher perspective than the next. But in general, the idea of Golos has many dimensions. There's the idea of Golos, the fact that Golos is something which we brought about by our sins. 
And Mitzad that, you know, it would appear to us how Golos is just 10 steps back. It's true, we know that through our sins, we could do tshuva, we could bring Mashiach, but nevertheless, Golos seems to be just the Yerida. There's a higher, there's, there's a deeper perspective here. Through Golos, we reach the state of tshuva. Through tshuva, where Iker Avonis, you transform Zdeinis to Zachi, is to transform Avedis into Mitzvahs. The idea of, of Golos is to transform the Golos into Geula. There's even a, a to, to, to bring this out in the strongest way, I think the strongest way, the way it's brought out in Chassidus, is that in some places it's explained that from, from, from a very deep perspective, the Golos itself is really a manifestation in a certain sense of the revelations of Gula. What does this mean? Sounds very funny. The famous marshal that the Rebbe brings in the Seifas Chelek Beis, based on the mind of Yitzhak Vipsigdach from Rabbi Lopadacher, and uh, the Rebbe brings the marshal of a teacher who is teaching his, uh, his student. And the teacher has a new thought that comes into his head. And he wants to be able to communicate this new thought to the student. But in order to communicate this new thought to the student, the teacher has to stop speaking to the student. He has to focus on the new thought. And the more the teacher is developing this new thought and focusing on it and internalizing it and trying to reach its depth in a way that he should be able to bring it down to the student, the more he's, he, he becomes, so to say, he, he withdraws from the student. He stops speaking until, until he reaches a point. He stops speaking to him and the student doesn't see any direct open communication from the teacher. But the purpose is, is such a great revelation that's coming, being revealed by the teacher that the reason why there has to be the temporary lull, the temporary pause in this teaching is in order to be able to bring down that higher idea into the understanding of the student. So Chassidah says that by the time of Golos, which seems to us as a Bechitzonius in this world, it seems as a complete blackout. Godliness is completely concealed and the Yidden are persecuted and it seems as if Debesher, Chas Shalom is, you know, doesn't see what's going on, he's not involved, he's not communicating, taking care of us. But from an inner perspective, from Lamaila, from Debesher's perspective, on the contrary, the Giluim of Gula are being revealed and because these revelations are being revealed, so down here, temporarily, there's this lull, there's this pause, there's this blackout. But that's because in its source is very great, intense revelations. So this idea is brings out, in a certain sense, a, a very, very, I mean, it's, it's a very uh, um, powerful, I would say, a very, very extreme understanding of Golos in a way that, in a certain sense, it's, it's complete, from this perspective at least, it's completely positive. Not, not that it's positive for us, but in other words, that betoichem, the kavanosi, in its purpose, in its inner dimension, it's a completely positive thing that there's the revelations of Gula that are about to come down, and in the meantime, this brings about the idea of Golos. To bring this, to, 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 to put this idea a little different, a little different words, same basic idea, Rebbe says a similar point in Tazriya Metzere Tav Shinon Aleph and other Pinchas Tav Shinon and Rebbe says there that the revelations after the Beis Hamidrash was destroyed, that, at that point was great revelations. These great revelations are very intense. The idea of Golos means that the world is not able to contain these great revelations. That's why when these great revelations come down here, it turns into chaos. It turns into a complete concealment. 
but that is only because the these great revelation that's that's not because bipnimius in an internal way there's a lack of revelation on the contrary bipnimius and its most innermost course because there's a very very intense revelation that the world is not ready yet for in order to receive and now we're avoided throughout the time of Golos is to bring out to reveal the true concept of Golos that the true union of Golos is really the great revelation that's that's hidden within Golos but for that there obviously needs to be a lot of avoid a lot of work to make the world down here ready for this that it should be a keli for it. the problem of Golos is that the world is not a keli the world is not a vessel for this great revelation so it manifests to us to our eyes as complete Lack of revelation, complete concealment through our avoid in the time of Galos is to refine the world in a way that we should be able to reveal what's inherently hidden in Galos. But either way, just to summarize the very central theme in the Rebbe's Sikha, the Rebbe always looks at the positive of everything. In general, the Rebbe's, the, the, the Rebbe's focuses a lot on the fact that the world is constantly going higher. Even when there's a setback, it might be a setback from our perspective, from the perspective of the Eibishter. It's only going higher and higher. And the same is true with Golos. Golos seems to be a setback. It's not only a setback and eventually will return to, step, to, to, to the way it was before. Or even greater, but in, 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 in its most deepest core, Golos itself is a very great Ali, is a great revelation. The problem just is that for us, there's a blackout. For us, we don't appreciate it. And when Mashiach comes, we'll be able to reveal what is hidden within Golas. So that is one very general point. I mean, there's obviously, you know, there's, there's many more dimensions here, but that, that is a very, very, very central Nakud and the Rebbe's teaching how we're always going higher. And the Rebbe really applied that to many things. For example, the Rebbe would say that every Rosh Hashanah, that the Rebbe explains as a new light that comes down into the world that never existed before. And the Rebbe highlighted this to mean that this year, 5782, we're in a, in a state of exile, right? And the revelations that came into the world 2,000 years ago, in the time of the Beis Amitash or before, were much greater than today. So, what does it mean? So, the Rebbe says, no, that Rebbe writes that every Rosh Hashanah there's a higher light coming into the world. It means that today, this year, we draw down into the world a much greater light that did not exist even in the times of the greatest revelations, the times we call the good old days, whenever you want to call the good old days in recent history and in the history of the Jewish people as a whole. Nevertheless, this Rosh Hashanah we draw down even higher light. So to us, we might not see it, but from the Abishur's perspective, that's definitely the way it is. So it's constantly the world in the state of Aliyah, and therefore the Nakuda is that within that true Yerida Pneumius, in truth, the Yerida of Golos, the descent of Golos, for the purpose of an Aliyah. Not only is it for the purpose of an Aliyah, but as Rebbe highlights here, is Pneumius as part of the Aliyah itself. The only thing is, we might not be able to appreciate it now, but when Mashiach will come, we will appreciate it. That's why we say, the, the Pasuk in Yishayonavi, which we say in the Aftarah of Achim Shal Pesach, the famous Pasuk says that we will tell the Ebeshev when Mashiach will come, Eidcha Hashem Kiyonavtapi. We will thank Hashem that Hashem was angry with us. And as the Rebbe explains, we'll, we will see when Mashiach will come how the exile itself is really good. Today we can't see it. Uh, probably even impossible really to see it in a, in, in a true way. When Mashiach will come, we will appreciate not only that the exile was for an Ali, it was for a good outcome, but that the exile itself 
really bepnimius is good, we'll see that it itself was good. But that we'll only be able to appreciate when Mashiach comes. Right now we have to scream at Moshe. Right now it appears like things are haywire and we have to do what we could do to, to, to bring about the revelation of the future, which then the true meaning of Golos will be revealed. So this is one of which Rebbe says in the Sicha that the the time of going down to Mitzrayim, what is really going on over here, the, the names of the Jewish people are being mentioned regarding the Geula, regarding the redemption, because the descent of exile is really part, not just for the purpose of the elevation, but it's really part of the, of the revelation itself. With this, Reb also explains the famous Sikh, famous famous Hadmah, Mesech Demachus, where the Reb explains the story with Rabbi Akiva, how we saw the how the Jew, how he was going with the Chachamim and they saw how the Kodesh HaKadoshim, the Holy of Holy, was in ruins and they saw a, a fox going out and Abiy Akiva was laughing and the Chachamim were crying and they're asking him why he's laughing and they asked him why he's crying and basically the way the Rebbe explains it Sicha Shabbos Nach Mutafshin in the Chedek Yutas, I'm not going to go through the whole Sicha the Rebbe explains it very powerfully that Rabbi Akiva saw within the exile, he saw that this is leading to the Gula he saw, he brings the Pasuk, Tzion Sadatei Chodesh, he brings the Pasuk which says that Tzion, Beis will be plowed like a field. And he brings out, the Rebbe brings out the same way when a field is plowed. This is a preparation for sowing the seeds to bring out, the, 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 you know, to, to bring out new crops. Similarly, he saw the destruction of Beis Amikdash. Not only he saw that it will lead to some, to, 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 to an elevation, that, that, was one level that that wasn't the chiddush of Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva was able to be happy. Was able to see within the exile itself. He didn't just see that it leads to something. He saw within it that it's part of good. He saw that it's it's a destruction itself. How it actually leads to the redemption. Like plowing a field leads to the you know if a person that never saw how you make uh, grain, how you grow wheat, he sees a person is plowing his field. He thinks he's destroying the earth. Somebody that is, has any some experience will right away see this is part of the process of growing crops, of becoming, having food to eat. So similarly, Rabbi Akiva saw in the Golos idea of Gula. This is also, the Rebbe also, again, just quoting a number of Sikhs, and every Sikh, obviously, the slant, the angle is a little different, but the theme is more or less the same. Rabbi also brings out the idea that the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash was Sayyid was only destruction for the purpose of rebuilding it. Like when a person is trying to make his house even better, so he has to take down his house in order to re rebuild it. The purpose of taking down the house is not to destroy the house, but on the contrary, to destruction solely for the purpose of rebuilding. And the Rebbe says it that Sadikim are able to see, within the Golos, are able to see. The Gula, they're able to see the the how this this exile is really. They're able to see sign the darkness of exile and also the avoid of the Jewish people in exile how it really leads to the redemption. So they're able to see the purpose and the meaning of what's going on, which is the idea of bringing the Gula, the revelation of godliness, into the world in the greatest way through that within the avoid of Golos itself. That's the unique feature of Tzadikim. And this story was Rabbi Akiva. In other generations, it was other tzaddikim of those generations that had that ability to perceive the gula within the Golos itself. Based on that theme, so the Rebbe doesn't, I'll add one more point, the Rebbe doesn't speak so much about in this particular sicha, but it goes hand in hand with the, the point I just mentioned. 
which is that the Rebbe says in the Sikha brings a famous teaching that uh, the Fidik Rebbe focuses on, other Maimorim focuses on, that all the days from Mitzias Mitzrayim until the future redemption, we're going out of Mitzrayim, we're going out of Egypt. And again, based on the same above theme that, Rebbe, that, that I mentioned, Rebbe explains that not only does it mean that Yitzhiya Mitzrayim was the beginning and the Gula, see the future redemption is the end, okay, right, that Rebbe focuses on over here, that it really one long continuation, but furthermore, it means that every single day we must be going out of Mitzrayim in a deeper way than the day before, it means that going out of Mitzrayim in Shmois, Tavshin, Pei Beis, we're going out of Mitzrayim in a greater way than the Jewish people went out of Mitzrayim not only in the year of Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim, but throughout history, pick any date in history when things we might assume are very good physically and spiritually, we're going out of Mitzrayim, and we're going out of Mitzrayim today is on a deeper level than it was ever before. Because, based on, the again, the same line of thought, the world is in a constant state of an aliyah, of going higher and higher towards goal. Even a yirida, even a descent, is only for the purpose of going even higher. And therefore, bepnimis, internally, it's not really yirida, it's not really a descent, it's just a stepping tool for an ascent, or part of the ascent, that's the Chiddush Rebbe brings bring out in the Sikh, that's really part of the ascent itself. So along those lines of, along that same line of thought, so the idea of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, which basically is the same idea in different words, that we're going higher and higher out of our limitations and higher until we reach the ultimate revelation of the future. So we're going out of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim today is in a greater level than it was before. How does that work with our perception of the world around us when things seem to be getting worse and worse? So the Rebbe gives an explanation. The Rebbe explains it very simply. The Rebbe says not only it's not a contradiction, but it actually it works hand in hand. You can't compare the Avoid of a year today in Tashim Pei Beis, living in the, in the modern technological world that we're living in today with all the different tests and tribulations, physical, spiritual, whatever it is, to the Avoid of a Yid 30 years ago, or the Avoid of a Yid a few hundred years ago. Taka, maybe though they had their challenges, which we don't have now. But the Choshech HaGolos, the darkness of Golos only got worse. Therefore, the Avoid that we're doing now Again, this is the kunz, this is the chap over here. The kunz is not to look at the externalities of the world, but the chap is to look as a tzaddik looks at the world, as Rabbi Akiva looks at the world, as as the tzaddikim see things. The kunz is that we see that now the chayshich ha'golah seems to be gotten, have gotten worse. But no, punkfakert. From the eyes of a tzaddik, he sees that this means we were even much higher than we were ever before. Because Dafka, precisely because the, the Golos is so deep and we're doing our, our Avoid, and non, nonetheless, we have to bring out deeper reservoirs of Koychus that they never needed to, to awaken before. They never needed to have such Mesiras Nefesh as we have today. We're not talking here about Mesiras Nefesh giving up our lives, but internal Mesiras Nefesh to stay connected, to stay focused despite all the things that are going on around us. So therefore, this Mesiras Nefesh is completely new. This is going out of limitations that we're going out of today is greater than we went out of limitations ever before. It's true. You have to know. Don't, you know, as the Rebbe said in the first time, we have to know, generations before us were great people, greater than us, that's for sure. But nevertheless, the avoid that we're doing, in a certain sense, is, much, is, is, is more powerful, demands more Mesiras Nefesh than they did. So therefore, 
this is Nakuda within the Choshech HaGolos. What do we see from the Choshech HaGolos? What do we see from the darkness of Golos? That we should sit and mourn and krecht and, 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 and say how terrible it is? No. We see in the Choshech HaGolos that Davke, therefore, our Avoida is bringing the Gula in a much greater way. So, so we're going out of Mitzrayim now, the limitations, the concealments that we have now spiritually are deeper. So therefore our Avoida today means we're going out of deeper limitations where everyone out before, so we're going ever higher. And Davka, that Avoida, the Rebbe said, is Davka specifically the Avoida that we have at the end of the time of Golos when we have to overcome, have such Mesira Snefesh, that brings out the deepest parts of the Neshama, which brings forth all the revelations from the future, the the, 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 the great new revelations of the future come about through this new Avaidah, which we have now. Now we have a new Avaidah we didn't have before. We had people, people had Mesir HaSnevish for thousands of years, but the Mesir HaSnevish you have today is unique. It's in certain senses deeper than it was before. That's what the Rebbe says, the Kmei says, Chetav Now, what does all this have to do with the theme of the Sikha? This all ties in with the whole Nekud of the Sikha. The Nekud of the Sikha, if I would put it in a nutshell, is the Rebbe is bringing out what the purpose of the Rebbe is. What the purpose of a Nasi is. And the Rebbe says the purpose of a Nasi is to connect Golos and Gula. And in line with what I said before, like I mentioned before, the Tzadikim are the ones that are able to see and show to us within the Golos how it's leading to Gula. And I'll, I'll be mocked him, I'll, I'll say a word which... It's not so mudgish, not so emphasized in the Rebbe Sikha here, but I think it's pretty relevant to the discussion at hand. There's a word from Rapilo Parcha. Rapilo Parcha was learning Tanya once with some people, and he was starting to learn Tanya, he explained to them that a Bainini, right in the, in the Tanya, that Rebbe speaks about a Bainini and a Tzaddik. A Bainini is someone that's Gavul. A Bainini is someone that he has his animal soul and he's controlling it. A Tzaddik, he got rid of his animal soul. Tzaddik is living on a different realm of existence. That most of us are able to relate to. So he said that, uh, so the way that Bilo put it is like this. He said, a Bainini is gvul. Bainini is limited. Bainini, in other words, he has godliness. He obviously, you know, he's drawing down godliness and he's experiencing godliness in a limited way. A tzaddik is believable. A tzaddik, b'nei aliyah, yazava b'tainugam, is experiencing godliness in an unlimited way. Infinite way. What's a Rebbe? Right, Tani doesn't say connected, but he said, what's a Rebbe? He said, a Rebbe is bligvul, infinite revelation, bringing, bring, bringing the infinite aspect of godliness in gvul, within the finite, fusing the infinite and the finite. It's a very, very deep, powerful word, and just, you know, to give it a little bit more broader, broader um, perspective, this is an idea that Rabbi Yoel used to bring a lot about, and speak a lot about. He says, he said that you have three different worlds of Jewish thought. You have the world of Hakira, you have the world of, I don't know exactly what's the authentic translation of Hakira in, 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 from, from, from a Torah perspective, but let's call it philosophy. You have the Rambam, you have great Chikri Yisrael, you have great teachers of Jewish thought that explained everything. Obviously, it's all part of Torah Emes, Torah Hashem. But their mode of explaining things is explaining things from the perspective of Seichel, from intellect, that everything should be completely understood and fit with the laws of, of, of intellect, with, 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 with our understanding. So from one hand, it's a great advantage. You're bringing, God, you're bringing godliness 
in a way that infinite, the finite mind can understand it. The problem is that by doing so, you're concealing the infinite aspect of godliness. You're, you're only communicating that aspect of godliness, that aspect of Devish, of Teda Mitzvahs, that makes sense to a human mind. To the other side, you have Kabbalah. What's Kabbalah? Kabbalah and other, whatever, I guess it's a more general term for, for secrets of the Teda. Kabbalah is, is, is a teaching which to begin with is, is, is beyond intellect. It's talking about pure godliness. A person that's learning Kabbalah, he's, he's, he's a beginning with, he's not, he's not trying to understand things from a human, humanistic approach. Punkt Farka, it's just the other way around. The, the, whole, the, whole, the whole human experience is merely a shadow of something going on in a much higher spiritual world. The whole emphasis of Kabbalah is Punkt Fakert, to bring out the bleak will of Eloquist, to bring out the infinite aspect of godliness. So, great. So, Kabbalah takes away the disadvantage of Hakira. It takes the the Chakira, Jewish philosophy, that's meant to appeal to the human intellect, to the human mind. It's so to say, limiting Debishes, limiting Tredemitzvah, so the human intellect, Kabbalah comes and takes that away. Kabbalah comes and shows the infinite aspect of godliness, the infinite aspect of Tredemitzvah. However, there's a problem here. The problem is that the appeal of Kabbalah is exactly because it's beyond intellect. And it remains that way. The appeal of Kabbalah is because it doesn't have the disadvantage of Hakira, but it's also missing that, but together with that, it's missing the advantage of Hakira. It's missing the advantage of bringing, of communicating the infinite within the finite. Kabbalah takes, puts you on a, on a ride to the infinite. It doesn't connect infinite and the finite. And this is the unique accomplishment of Chassidus, particularly Chassidus Chabad, which it connects, Chassidus Chabad discusses the deepest concepts of godliness, which are beyond intellect, but brings it down within intellect itself, fusing the two, bringing bleakvul into gvul. And the same thing, the truth is you could apply this idea in many different ways. You have, the Rebbe, the Rebbe explains in my modem of Hanukkah and Torah, it explains there's two different types of tzaddikim. There's the, what the Gemara calls the Shivaroi, Manshmenim, Sichir, Pneyadam. It's also connected with Mashiach, Venkam, Kaimai. But that Rebbe explains over there that there's great Sadikim that they were shepherds. They were, they were, they're called Roim, shepherds. They sustain us with intellect, Moshe Rabbeinu. Other Sadikim who taught us Torah, these Sadikim, they gave us something very, very tangible. They gave us understanding and a connection to the Ebishter, which is able to be completely in some degree at least, internalized and understood, and at least from the Neshama level, is definitely able to be completely internalized and, 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 and fused within our consciousness, our understanding. And this is a very, right, this is very, very important. You have other tzaddikim, the says, these other tzaddikim, he says, in a certain sense, are even greater than the Shiva Rehm. They're greater than the seven shepherds. Those tzaddikim that are called shepherds. But these tzaddikim, they're much more pure. You have amongst them, for example, you have Yishai or Amram, you have Tzadikim that says upon them that they only passed away from this world because of the Chet Eitzadas, because of the sin of the Shri of Naji. had absolutely no sin. They're much more pure. On the other hand, we don't find that they weren't known for their teachings, for their ability to communicate godliness in, 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 in a way that is able to teach us and inspire us. Rather, these Sadiqim, the way they inspire people is in a makiftika way, is in a, in a transcendent way. That Rebbe brings a dugma, an example, you see a great Sadiq davening. 
and you're in his presence, you know, some is in the presence of a great tzaddik. So he, 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 he there's a certain makif, there's a certain environment, however exactly you want to translate it, which affects him. There's a certain purity, sincerity, godliness, a, 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 a subhuman connection, and a, 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 not a, a superhuman connection and devotion that the tzaddik has that affects the person, makes the person completely, you know, feel submerged in it, whatever it is. However, from one hand, he's able to experience at that moment something very great, but it's, un it's in intangible. It's not something that he could understand. It's not something he could communicate later in words and teachings. So the Atrapa says that Sadiqim that are called Royim, their advantage is that they explain things. The Sadiqim that are called Nsikhayyad and princes of man, they're, they're very great and holy. They're even, in a certain sense, are higher than the, the other Sadiqim, but their motive, the dafi because of that, their mode of connection is super is beyond intellect, beyond beyond that they don't communicate teachings. Dalta doesn't say this, but maybe that Khafsha Dukma for that is Sadiqim that are known to be Bali Moifis, great miracle workers. They don't teach Torah, they don't give you a way of looking at the world, they don't shape your mindset, but they communicate the an infinite level of godliness. You have such sadikim around, you know, had throughout the generations, you had Bali Moifas, they didn't there was no Torah that they taught. The other hand, you had sadikim that taught Torah, they weren't necessarily known for the Bali Moifas. By Mashiach, we'll have a fusion of the two, actually. Mashiach will be Saya Melech and a Rav. He'll be a teacher and a king. A king is exalted, is beyond, is beyond comprehension. The Rav explains in some places that by Mashiach, he'll unite the two, he'll take those things that are beyond comprehension and bring them into comprehension. That's a little different discussion that's not Negea right now. But the point that I'm trying to bring up that's relevant over here is that you have a Bainini and a Tzaddik. A Bainini is godliness, but it's Gvul, it's limited. A Tzaddik is Bligvul, it's infinite. But it's the issue of a Tzaddik is he has no Yetzirah, a Gandik. He, he, he's, he's now living in a different mode. He's living in a godly mode, supernatural mode, beautiful. That doesn't affect the world anymore. The world as it exists in its finite mode is... Is so to say the tzaddik already transcended that. What's the Rebbe? The concept of the Rebbe is that he's able to communicate believable and gvul. Even to a person that's still stuck in Elam Hazi, he still needs to go out of Mitzrayim, the Rebbe is able to give him the ability to connect and to experience the believable, the infinite godliness that the Rebbe is connected to. In a way that it fuses with the finite. The Bainani, the Chassid remains, he doesn't become a Rebbe. Overnight, at least. He doesn't become a tzaddik overnight. He's still struggling with his own Yetzir But the Rebbe is able to give him that connection, that the, through Teresach Siddhis, whatever it is, that he's able to uplift him. Like the word Nasi comes from the Loshanist Nasus, lift him up. He's able to uplift him, that he's able within his personal struggle, he's able to feel to some degree the infinite connection that the Neshama has with godliness, which the Rebbe experiences in an open level, the Rebbe is able to give it to the Chassid, the Chassid should be able to experience it to some degree in his limited level. And this is the Kunz of the Rebbe, and I think in a certain sense, this is the idea the Rebbe is saying over here, again, that the idea of a Nasi, when he became a Nasi, what was his, uh, his, his mission? His mission was to bring Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim by night. Even a Jew that's in the level of night should be able to experience Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. And furthermore, as the Rebbe said, that we should bring the Geula. Now, to put it in a little different, same idea, just in a little bit different words, 
even if you use very simple understanding of things, what, what, what is the accomplishment of a leader? What's unique about a leader? So one of the accomplishments of a leader is not just that he has great organizational skills, he has a lot of charisma, but most importantly, a leader is a visionary. Somebody that he has a vision and he's able, and the, the kunst really of the leader is not just that he has a vision, to be a visionary could be a dreamer also. The kunst of a leader is he has a vision and he's able to inspire his followers to live their life according to that vision. And despite the fact that the struggles, there are the, 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 the stumbling blocks in the road, they might not see their mission being fulfilled right away. Nevertheless, they're able to believe that this is the mission and that's where we're going to get. This is the vision and to head in that direction. And listen to the idea of a true leader. The idea of a Jewish leader is to connect the past, present, and future. A Jewish leader is someone, based on Chesidus, obviously you're talking about a Rebbe, he embodies the Neshama of Klal Yisrael. He embodies the purpose, the history, the past, present, and future of Klal Yisrael. And he's the link that connects the past with the present and the future. He is the Nasi. And therefore, by him, Sai in the past, he's able to bring the rich Jewish experience of the past and make it relevant to the present. The idea of bringing Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, even by Lelis, even in the times of the greatest struggles, the Jewish people are going through the, the worst persecution, physically and spiritually, the leader is the one that's able to imbue them with that vision, with that experience of the past, make it real for them, in a way that it should shape their current lives. And Void Vuikr, the main thing, which is the, the point which Zeb is bringing out over here, that the leader is able to, is a visionary as well, he's able to show them and, and imbue them with the vision of the future. And he's able to connect the past with the future. And in simple OECS, this means a person himself, he's doing his small little thing, he's doing, he has his few yidden, his few pulas that he's doing with, right? And he might not have that great, infinite um, devotion to, to, per, to, to persevere and to overcome every obstacle. The Rebbe sees the goal. The Rebbe sees the vision. The Rebbe sees how this is leading The Rebbe is able to infuse that person who's stuck with his small struggles, with his small yesed and with the things that are going on in his life, to realize whatever he is doing is connected to a greater goal. And all the small details, which from his perspective seem finite, the Rebbe is able to show him how it's really infinite. Every small pull he's doing is negated to the whole picture of the Gula Asida. The Rebbe is able to connect that person with his finite situation, she might feel stuck in and to take him out of Egypt, to take him to take away the finite, the limited aspect, the part where he th feels stuck and he feels it's insignificant and nothing important. And this is, he just feels like he's, 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 you know, he's, he's just being limited. And, you know, he, he, this is, this is, this is, this is, this is too much for him. Too, too much of a load for him to be able to carry, the Rebbe is able to infuse him with that chayis, that understanding, that vision, to understand the importance of his small few activities. That's the Nakuda, that's what the Rebbe is bringing out, is the idea of a Nasi. And again, within the context of the earlier point that I mentioned, the Nasi is able to bring bring out, explain to Yid how his avoiding Golos is bringing the Gula. The Nasi, first of all, he sees for himself, he sees how the Golos is really leading to the Gula. And therefore, the Nasi, not only he sees it for himself, but particularly in the later, in the last generations, and the scene they highlighted even more as we're getting closer to Mashiach, particularly now, and the Rebbe said, the holding by Yemaisa Mashiach, 
how the how how to connect, how to see within the pulas that we're doing, which we might perceive as as Musraim, as as stuck in some Egypt. How no, this is really leading to the Gula Asida. This is all not only leading to, but more importantly, part of the Gula Asida. To, the, the Nasi is able to bring out the Gula and within the Gulas, which that obviously gives the ability to transform the Gulas itself into Gula. So this is more or less the theme I think that the Rebbe is bringing out throughout this whole Sikh understanding the Gulas within the Gula and the one that's able to connect that, I'm sorry, the Gula within the Gulas and understanding how the Gulas itself is part of the Gula, which that's the ultimate idea of Yitzhiyas Misraim. And the one that gives us the ability to do that, that's the Nasi, that's the leader of the generation which lifts us up and imbues us while we are Balelis, while we feel stuck, we're able to, to, he's able to imbue us with a vision of the future in a way that affects our, our, our life now. So this is um, the Nukuda, the, 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 the same thing is true of every Nasi in, in, in generation, even Rabban Gamliel, Reb explains he also had an avoid the main love. He also was doing something main love in his way. He wanted everyone to be on a completely pure level. Rabbi was mechadish. He brought out that even if a person is on a lower level, he's still able to experience Mashiach. But that's the role of every nasi in his generation. Stam just point out there's, there's a sefer by Rabbi Yaakov Emden called Akshurim Liyakov, a drush sefer. And there he has a whole a whole long arichas directly relevant to the Sikha, but it's, it's, a, it's a Kishmaka discussion, how he also, he connects in a very, in, in the way of Drush, as a part of the Seva called Tzilas Yishodim, goes through the whole Sukhi, the whole Gemara over there, also with Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Yishon, and he explained that it's all part of Agansa Shita, about bringing Mashiach and the Geula, and Rabbi Yishon, the 10th generation of Ezra, when Ezra came Ezra built the second base Hamikdash, and it wasn't a complete Geula, and Abelazah ben Azai wanted to fix that, and Abu Gamliel believed that he was supposed to be, the, the Geula should be in his times. A whole a whole long, interesting thing, which would be totally beyond the scope of the Sikha, but it ties in very, in a certain sense, at least in the background, at least very interesting, with Rebbe's whole Nakuda, this idea of Maskir and Sihistra as the goal of a Nasi. What is at all relevant to us now? So, a person could say, there's a few points I want to bring on what, 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 what comes in, in, in the way we should shape our mind, way of thinking. First thing is, a lot of people could say, you know, we thought Mashiach is coming 30 years ago, he didn't come, so okay, now it's time to go back to sleep. But again, based on the Rebbe's philosophy, this makes absolutely no sense. If Mashiach was so close 30 years ago, then again, based on the focus of the world is constantly going, now Lee, it's not shaykh to say that there's Mutsiyas, that at this point we were close to Mashiach, and now we're 10 steps further away. That makes doesn't fit in. There was Yerida, Bechitsainis, but it's all at Tzayrech Ali, as Rebbe says, Rebbe discusses in the Sikh of Chelech of Tesh Abbas Chazoyin, that every leader, we find interesting things, Rebbe says, dear, in other places, every leader, Many leaders gave kits, many daily Israel gave end times. Most of their end times were somewhere near their own time, or a little, or a little later. Yeah, for example, example, the Rambam gave a kits, gave an end time, at least when the prophecy will, will return, which is, the Rebbe Nesich speaks about the Rambam. And, and that was a little time after the Rambam, and the Rambam says that that will be the, that, that one is the, one of the things that will lead up to Mashiach. 
And the Rebbe writes an interesting answer. The Rebbe said that from Ramon's perspective, that was a time of Be'ita, of the Satan from Mashiach. We know that there's always Achishan, and they're bringing Mashiach earlier. So the Rambam basically hoped that through our Avoida we will speed that up. Right? The point of the Rambam wasn't that we should wait until that end time. Certainly, many daily Israel gave kids, and many of them, you see it. Uh, again, not every single one. Many of them gave it within their time or a little bit after their time, which again, based on the Rebbe's explanation, means that there's all the more probability that if the Yidin will all really put their act together, it could happen within their time. And the Rebbe explains that's because every Godel Yisrael saw how every additional time in Godel's leads to a higher level of Shlemus of their Torah Mitzvah. So every additional segment of Godel's led to a additional segment of, of revelations of the future. And when they saw that this segment was finished, and they hoped that that would be it, that would be the final segment, and Ilu Zachin, if everyone were, was up to par, as these G'dayli Yisrael expected, Mashiach would have come then. And what happened, and Mashiach didn't come, was not Pshat, the Rebbe says that that means that, okay, it was just a mistake. No, that means, the way the Rebbe explains elsewhere, is that we must say the Ebesha wanted the Yidin to reach even a higher Shleimus. The Rebbe said this actually in the Sicha, the built-in Muga, the Sicha, Shabbos, Pashas, Barim, Tov, Shemem. That part is not in the edited Sicha, but I guess still the Rebbe's words, the explanation still stands. We must say that the Ebesha wanted the Yidin to reach even a higher elevation, and for that he kept them in, Gal- in Galus longer. But it doesn't mean that if that end time didn't fulfill, it was the Ace Rodson, it was just a a, 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 a time, a, a opportune time which passed. No, it means we, if Ilu Zachinus Takachuf, he would have merited, Mashiach would have come then. But the fact that he didn't come then means that there's a higher connection, a, a deeper gula being processed. So Mamela is not shy to say such an akuda. Again, the Rebbe's thought process is always a constant aliyah. That, that's, that's a, a Yesoid bosses, a, a Yesoid Musa. In the Rebbe's whole way of thinking, it's a foundation of foundations. In the Rebbe's whole way of thinking, and they applied it to every area of life, they always, a person should always see the positive, should always go higher. The same thing is obviously with Mashiach. Obviously, we don't know the Ebesh's Cheshbonus, but again, that's the Zainzach, that we're obviously getting closer to Mashiach. As it's, this world is, we're always in a constant Aliyah. Second of all, as the Rebbe points on the Sikhs, the Nasi, imbues us with the vision to bring Mashiach. More than ever now, I think it's important to emphasize the second aspect. Nasi imbues, it, uh, imbues us with that mission, but we are the foot soldiers. We are the ones that have to carry out it out of Poyal. As the Rebbe said in the famous Sikha, Purim Toshim Em Zayin, he said that throughout the generations, Mashiach wasn't spoken about so often. Obviously, to have him from every day, and so on and so forth, but to speak about it publicly with such an imminent... And it was such such a, a shtudim or such making such such a thing about his imminent coming, the importance of everyone to do something wasn't focused upon. The Rebbe said why, and the Rebbe said that the beer that he the only beer he could think of is that in the previous generations the idea of bringing Mashiach was something which was the realm of the nasi, again very much connected with the sicha. The role of Mashiach, the top, the big, the big missions. We were the simple foot soldiers. We were de- doing our small things here. The overall strategy of the whole campaign. Of the whole war of, of of bringing of bringing Mashiach, that the Nasi, that the leader was aware of. That was the tzaddikim that they had their koiches to bring the gula. The Rebbe says that now it must be that this at this point it became the avoda of every single year. We can't the, the, the another moment in Galus 
has to bring out within us a deeper resolve to do more on our own personal level to bring Mashiach. Not that another moment in Golos means, okay, the Rebbe promised, the Rebbe didn't keep his promise. No, again, first of all, we're always, we're only whatever it is, we don't know, but again, it's always an Aliyah. However you want to put it. But the Rebbe is really telling us that it has to, that the Nasi Taka brings but the Nasi is telling us, giving us the ability what we need to do. We have to mention it The Nasi is one that tells us that such a thing exists, so we have the ability to mention it But we are the ones that have to experience it We have to take the words of the Nasi and apply it and make it real. So we have to be the ones that even Baleles, even when it seems to us that there's a Laila, that it's dark, that we're we don't know what's really going on, we're getting closer to Mashiach and not but at the same we have to be the ones to mention to turn that into the Nasi gives us the vision we have to be the ones to be the foot soldiers that each individual's life his own life should be to bring the days of Mashiach anyway this is uh, obviously there's uh, this is just my humble thoughts to share for the Sikha that Ebusha should help that we should have the coming of Mashiach Mashiach will teach us Terech HaDosha, when without time will happen, we won't have to dashen about anything anymore, we'll see, Oit HaShem can have to be, we'll be able to say it, as the Rebbe said, with a clear heart, and we will truly experience the, the, the how the Golos is really toiv, at this point, the Rebbe says it's impossible, this time, the Rebbe wants us to scream at Moshe, and do whatever do, we can do to bring Mashiach, but the Eucharist, we should have the time when we see the ultimate Aliyah, which is how the Golos is completely transformed to Gulo, the coming of Mashiach, take of Miyad Mamash.